We are going to be joining with those who are up at Marley Hill in a second, who are going to be joining us online because we're going to um, interview, uh, well I am, interview Mike and Joe and we're going to hear more about what God has been doing, why they're going to be starting this new site in, in um, South Shields and what it's going to look like, what the vision is going forwards and what the immediate future is going to kind of look like for them. But before we do that, we're going to show a short video that's been made by way of kind of introduction. And also as a church, we very much believe that God has planted us here, established in the, us in the northeast, to um, send out, to plant out different communities to see the northeast changed and restored for the glory of God. And the way that God does, does that is by starting new things so often with fresh expressions of the kingdom of God in different communities. And so we're really excited that we believe we've heard the whisper of the Holy Spirit. Spirit, and we're jumping in and saying yes as a church to send out Mike and Joe and the team in the years and the months ahead. So they're going to play. Here we go. Are you ready? We are the Sand Dancers, the people with grit, with a long deep history and we're proud of it. We're the home of coal and the home of ships, of the world's best curry and fish and chips. And we've got some great stories of the old town hall, John Simpson Kirkpatrick and the Roman Wall. And maybe more recently, we've lost some parts, yet we've brought in tourism, culture and art. And we're still the place that welcomed Muhammad Ali, that had the first electric lighthouse and raised Joel McEldry. The first lifeboat and the Shields Gazette, and a bunch of people shouting, you all right, pet? Well, there's a new thing coming from September 22, and we're bringing a vision, and we're inviting you. See, we see the high street back in bustling action, the busy market stalls shouting, welcome back, son. We see the brightest beacon shining up the coast. We see joy and hope rushing up Ocean Road. We want to be the people holding at the breach, the builders of the town, the restorers of the streets. We're setting up a church on Tuesday nights to start, and we'd like you to come and hear about the God who moved our heart. For the people of this town and for South Shields and all who come, because the healing of this place has only just begun. So come young and old, come from far and near. We're bringing a vision, and you're invited here. Wow. Thank you. I love it. I love when everyone brings their bit. Kerry, I'm guessing, wrote those words and spoke them. Rach made the video. What a great start. What a great start. So we, uh, this is Mike and this is Joe. Some of you might know them. Some of you will not. So I want to ask you guys, first of all, tell us about you, about your faith. How did you both come to follow Jesus in a nutshell, if you could? Should I go first? Um, so... I grew up in a Christian family, grew up going to church, um, believing in Jesus and believing in God, but not having a personal relationship with him. Um, and as a teenager, I thought that was something that I could deal with when I was older. Um, and it was probably my mid-twenties that I started to explore faith for myself again. Um, and I think one of the things that I'd been kind of arguing away with God um, had been the relationship that I'd been in with my boyfriend at the time. Um, and it took several years um, for me to kind of work that through with God. But in the end, I surrendered that relationship to him. Um, and two, two weeks after I did that, 
um, that relationship eight years um, came to an end. Um, and I just really knew, although my kind of whole life had turned upside down, I just knew that that was um, God's answer to the prayer that I'd prayed. And um, since that moment, really, I've just known God as my rock and my anchor, my provider, my Lord. Yeah. So that's, that's how I became. Thanks, Joe. And Mike, how did you come in a nutshell yeah. to follow so, Jesus? <laughs> so my story is very similar, but very but different in, a, in different ways. Um, I was a Christian as a young, born, born in a Christian household, went to church. My dad wasn't a Christian, and it was a bit confusing because I didn't understand why I had to go to church on a Sunday morning and get up early and, and all of those things that you do. Um, went to a Christian school and we, we, we went to church every day um, at school, which was always exciting. But peer pressure really, really um, got to me. And, and uh, being a teenager boy, a teenage boy really struggled and that carried on into my 20s at university and then into my early 20s when I moved to London. But... Uh, God always had his hand on me. He, every time I prayed, um, when I was really struggling, he was there. He, he really got me through some of the most difficult times. And it was only in my early 30s did I start looking back and seeing a pattern that Jesus was there, always just holding my hand and walking me through. And that's when I just made a complete decision that I was going to follow him for the rest of my life. Wow, love it. Thank you so much. And how did you, because those accents, you know, neither of them are from the northeast. So how do you find yourselves um, living up here in this sunny but chilly part of the world? So it's completely God. We, um, yeah, we just knew that at a very, at the beginning of our marriage that we were going to do something that was going to be big for the Lord. And that was the most exciting part about it, is that we, um, we didn't know what. And <laughs> we joined the vineyard in 2015, shortly after we got married. And they uh, suggested we go to the Cause to Live For, which is a 20s and 30s uh, vineyard leadership uh, conference. And this was down in London, the, the This vineyard. is in Nottingham. Oh, yeah, no, but the church yeah. you were part of, you're in London. Church that we were so part you go of. to Nottingham, yeah. And... Um, yeah, we, we both, they, they invited us to sort of say whether, whether we'd like to be involved in church leadership or church planting. And I just, we were singing, singing some songs that just said, you know, I'll go everywhere and anywhere and I'll do anything for you. And I just couldn't sing that without actually putting my name down because yeah, I just felt like a fraud. And I, I'm sorry, we've shared that a few times with everyone, but it's really... It was just so important to, to say things that you actually mean, and, and God really touched us. And we continued to pray and journey with God um, and with our senior pastors down in London and at Grace Vineyard Church in Purley. And um, we then went to the NLC in 2016, and we met, uh, I met a chap in one of the breakout groups called Phi, who um, used to go to this church. Yeah, yeah. And I, we didn't know that he went to this church when we, when we joined this church, but um, found out later. And Phi was just telling us about the Northeast and uh, what an amazing place it is, 
but how much it really needed God and how much it needed Jesus. And so we, we, I, I turned to Joe and I said, what about the Northeast? And this was 2016, and it was, no. <laughs> why, why go north? Um, and, but slowly but surely, God just softened our hearts for that. And in 2019, we, Joe had a, had a moment with the Lord. And at the time, I was... I was we're going to stay in London, <laughs> and and and. But she really felt that God was saying north. And then in 2020, sorry, 2020, we went to the NLC, and yeah, every person we met was from the northeast. But in fact, the last person that I prayed for that went down like a sack of potatoes, and um, the Holy Spirit just just touched him was a guy named Craig from Durham, and it was. Uh, it was just, we knew it was an answer that God was calling us here. And then in, um, in May 2022, we linked up with you and David, and, oh, sorry, 2020, <laughs> and the rest was history. The rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> Thank you so much. And, and Joe, maybe you can explain to us, why, why are you planting in South Shields? How has the Lord led yeah. you there? What's going on? So I think for us, I think the most important answer to that question is just following Jesus and, um, and doing what he's asking us to do and just to try and be obedient in that. So um, like Mike says, at kind of we chatted to David Nicola um, in the May. By the August, we were spending a week up here visiting different areas of, of the region, meeting different people in the church um, and just praying about where God wanted us. And we'd had at home this big OS map um, of the area and we'd been praying before we came up for the week, like where, yeah, just for the different areas. And again, I think Mike had said, well, what about South Shields? And again, I thought, no. Um, but when we came up here, it was the last place we visited and our hearts were just like broken for the, for the town and for the people. And we just knew that that was where God wanted us. And I can't say anything more than it was just like a sense that we had. Um, and we'd been looking um, at houses while we were up here just to kind of see what was available. Um, and there was a lady at one of the houses that we visited in South Shields. And I guess God just used her as a representation of the people of South Shields. And we just felt like um, there was a real um, just a brokenness that God wanted to meet um, and he is meeting and he is at work in South Shields um, and um, that he wanted us to be a part of that really Do you want yeah. to add anything? Or? No, 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 that's fine <laughs> So what, I mean the, the video kind of said some of this but I wonder if you want to expand on what it is and what you've just said about brokenness there but what do you think God is doing? big question. What do you think God is doing in South Shields and what do you think he wants to do? What's his heart for the future and for Shields? Um, can, I just, can I just jump yeah. back to that sure last question as well? Because yeah. um, I think there was, that was the kind of spiritual answer, I think, in terms of South Shields. In terms of like, the, there were some practical things as well. So um, our little life group that we started a year ago had grown. So by May, we were about 20 people. We'd been meeting online, but we wanted to start thinking about, well, how do we meet in person? And we were too many people for like one living room. Um, so we were starting to look at, do we meet in a cafe? Do we multiply the group? What do we do? And I think um, something David David had preached on in particular at the beginning of the year was about joining in with what the Father's doing and we just felt actually there's momentum in this um, and this is our heart to, to 
start something in South Shields, so why wait? Like, now's the time God's doing something. Um, and I think the other thing that had really struck us was, again, from a practical point of view, was as we'd gone out and we'd done some chocolate giveaways and we'd spoken to people and prayed with people in the town, we wanted to really be able to invite people to a local expression of Life Vineyard and um, for people in South Shields um, to be able to travel to Wall's End or to Marley Hill without public transport is a huge thing and um, so we wanted to be able to have something local that we could be inviting the people that we're meeting and praying with to that. Um, so hand over to you. To... Yeah. So what do you think God is, what God is doing? What is his heart? What is he doing? What do you yeah. see, I guess, with eyes yeah. of faith at South what, Shield? What we can see really is, 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 there is there is definitely a remnant of people that love Jesus that just don't have a church that they can call home that we can gather together and become a community. Um, We are starting to see it when we go on our streets. We're starting to see people um, softened to the word. And from the very beginning of this journey, when we first first went out, we we went out um, praying and, and, and praying on the streets. And we wanted to offer prayer to people, but we weren't quite, we, we just, just didn't feel the Spirit was guiding us to anyone that we could speak to. But slowly but surely, that's become easier, and we, we can sense people are softening to the Holy Spirit. And that's one thing that we can definitely see. People that um, we are having conversations with on the on, on our own street, in our own neighbourhood, we've we've been able to pray for our neighbours, which um, right at the beginning they were sorry, I, we don't believe in in Jesus, and we 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 don't we don't mind you praying for us privately, but now we're beginning to pray for them, just to pray for them next to them, and then um, more recently we've started to see people. We've had two new people come to our life group just recently and we know of three more people that are interested in coming to the church on the 27th so it's really exciting and it's a real tribute to everyone in our life group and those that are getting around us and supporting us we just can't thank you enough it just eggs us on and it keeps us going and encourages us so thank you so much so you're seeing you want you're going to be gathering people and those who are already just on the lookout for somewhere to call home church-wise and then you see a softening and you're going to be looking saying what lord are you doing and wanting to jump in to those places those neighborhoods to bring restoration and hope do you want to tell us a little bit more about that definitely and just like i really feel um him like the songs that we've sung this morning are, are God's heart like that is a representation of our hearts so thank you so much for what you've brought this morning in worship because for us and it, we touched on it in the video as well but um I think right from the moment we first kind of moved into South Shields and there's just been this sense of of heaviness and a weight and a oppression and I've described it as like a grayness um and that is not God's heart for the town. Like He wants to bring his kingdom and he wants to bring colour and light and life in its fullness. Um, and so um, one of the verses that um, had struck me um, that God has spoken to me about was um, uh, Isaiah 61, which we all know, but particularly verse 3. Where, and I feel like this is God's heart for what he wants to do in South Shields, to bestow on the people of South Shields a crown of beauty instead of ashes the oil of gladness instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. 
The people of South Shields will be called Oaks of Righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Like, that's what we want to see. Um, and, and yeah, just that sense of, of freedom that, um, and forgiveness um, and restoration. So um, in, our, in our street, on the estate that we're in, um, there has been a physical renewal. So um, the street kind of 15 years ago was completely demolished and new houses were built. Um, it had a very bad reputation um, as an area and so it was given us new street names, even the street names were changed. Wow. And we feel that that is a physical representation of what God wants to do in the spiritual of renewal in the area and writing um, a different story, a better story, um, his story over the town. Um, and um, yeah, do you want to add anything to that? No. <laughs> That's, I hope you're all listening because we're going to be praying for them shortly. That's just so wonderful, so exciting. So tell us, over the next week, I know that the 27th is a big date. Um, we'd love to know kind of what the short term looks like for you as you go on this journey with others. Yeah, so um, there, there are probably two dates to be aware of. Uh, well, one date leading up to the 27th. So the 25th, it's going to be Community Sunday. And we're going to do a chocolate giveaway. And we have lots and lots of one in a million um, sweets that we're going to also give away. And we just love it if um, as many people, if they're interested in coming down to Sandhaven, and we'll be doing a chocolate giveaway and handing out these flyers. There you go. Just tell us what time do we arrive um, at Sandhaven? At, I think it was at, at, at 10.30, but uh, I'll just double check the time. <laughs> I don't have In the, the time morning, exactly. around 10.30. But it's on, it's on the Community Sunday Events okay. Planner, so we can go there. And... Um, yeah, it's, it, what we'll do is just be inviting people to come to church on, on the 27th, which is the next date to be aware of. And then I'm going to hand over to Joe, who's just going to give us a bit of a breakdown of what we plan to do over the coming months. And next week, just before we do it, on Community Sunday, we are doing this. We are launching this. We are getting behind this. We are praying for this as a family. So whether you intend to go and, and join them in launching this, that doesn't matter. If you fancy a, a day out or a morning out at the, yeah, at the beach along. and you just want to go away, go along and uh, hand out some chocolate, meet people, tell people this is a token. We've done it so much as a church. This is a token of God's love for you. People need to hear that, and there are so many conversations, and uh, yeah, you see what the Father's doing in those moments when people stop to take the chocolate, and often want to talk and want to pray, and are really interested in faith, and in life, and life to the full, so next Sunday, if you fancy going there, do, go for it. Yeah, we'd love to see you, um, and then 27th, yeah, is the start of our, officially the start of our kind of service and site down in, in South Shields. So we'll be meeting at Rosie's too, which is the cafe that you saw in the little video. Uh, they've been amazing, such a blessing to us. And um, so we're meeting there at 7.30 till 9 um, for time of worship and prayer and short talk and some discussion. So yeah, you'd be really, really welcome to come and join us and just be part of what we're, what we're launching and starting down there. Um, so as well as on a Tuesday evening, like the next few months, kind of, I guess, first term or so, um, we are um, wanting to do two things, and we would really value your prayers for this as well. So once a month on a Saturday, we want to do a kind of free family fun time um, for the local community. So um, we've got a couple of venues that we're potentially going to be using, um, but we would love prayer just that guide 
God would guide us to the right venue for us. Um, and it'll be a time of kind of um, face painting, crafts, games, toys, story time for the kids, and kind of coffee, tea, bacon butties, that All kind of thing for the parents. All about connecting with as many people as Definitely, you can possibly yeah, to get word out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and be able to just chat to the parents while the kids are, are having fun as well. Um, so please pray for that. And this, the other thing is um, within South Shields, there is a, um, a market area on a Saturday. Um, and in the past, this has been really, really vibrant. And at the moment, there's some stalls that are vacant. So we have, in faith, um, applied for one of these market stalls. Um, to be able to um, have a presence on the street every Saturday um, and to offer free tea and coffee and actually sell some of the Christian merchandise that people in this church have amazingly produced. And so if, if that also includes you and you'd like to be involved and you haven't already spoken to us, then please come There's some entrepreneurs us. in this room with some incredible businesses. Yes. Um, yes. So our heart really is just to then have that as a, as a space, as a presence um, on the streets of, and be visible and um, chat to people, pray with people. Um, so the application is currently in. So please pray that that would be favourably um, looked at and we would um, we would be given that space, which would be incredible. Um, and again, just people, pray for the people, the team that are going to be a part of serving there as well. Um, that would be amazing, yeah. Brilliant. Well, have you ever stopped to think about how many decisions you make each day? What time to get up? Do I set the alarm? Some people make that decision, do I go for a run? It's not a decision that I worry about. But every day is made up of choice after choice. How do you respond to the dodgy driver? How do you respond to your emails? Do you make your colleague a cup of tea? Tim has started bringing chocolate biscuits in on a Thursday to the office here. Wonderful colleague. <laughs> and if you stop at that about, think about it, we make hundreds of choices, don't we? Thousands of choices, big ones, small ones. By David's admission, he's hopeless at directions, absolutely hopeless. He has spent 15 minutes in Gosforth before looking for the high streets. Choices, do I go left, do I do right, do I go straight on? And when we get to the end of our lives, and at the minute, there's a lot, isn't there, of talking about looking back at one person's life in particular. But for all of us, it's the same. When we get to the end of our lives, people look back. They often look back, and our life is often summed up by the choices that we make. Proverbs is full of wisdom. I'm not going to talk for very long. Proverbs 4 says, Do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evildoers. Proverbs 13.20 says, walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. And the Apostle Paul has this different analogy of journeying through life and choosing. He talks about being a builder. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 10 onwards says, by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it's burned up, the builder will suffer loss, yet will be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flames. 
I love this practical imagery, but it poses a question. This morning poses a question. What Mike and Joe are doing poses a question for all of us. And that is, what am I building with? What are you building with this morning? Is it the best materials or isn't it? What choices are you making? Are they good, godly choices? So you build with gold and silver and precious stones that make it to the end Or is it wood and hay and straw that can never be all that God intended it to be? I remember the first time we connected with Mike and Joe. They actually didn't tell you this part of the story. But uh, Dave and I were involved with helping the Teesside Vineyard down the road um, kind of appoint new senior pastors. And they'd got this kind of sense that the northeast was where they were meant to be. So they applied for the job. Uh, and, uh, and David was involved in the interview process. And after the, the trustees and some others in the vineyard had kind of been looking at, at all of the three couples, Mike and Joe didn't get the job. Now, they, you could, couldn't you go, mm, oh, it could be totally destroyed, discouraged, well, I didn't hear God then. Not these two. They shared with us that they felt called to the northeast, that God had put this part of the world on their hearts, and so we said, well, come, explore that, explore that sense. And they did. And today we're celebrating because they weren't discouraged. They didn't give up. They're building with gold and silver and precious stones. But I want to focus on their choices in this moment, actually. The, 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 what has led to this moment of us praying for you two this morning is a domino of lots of different choices. We heard about the big ones. Yeah, they applied for the job. They moved from London. Mike applied for different jobs. They've ended up here leading a life group. There's been a whole domino of, of big choices. But we'll never see the small ones. We see the windows and the doors and the buildings. But we don't see by faith the laying of gold and silver and precious stones in the secret, secret place. And I know for sure that these two are doing just that. And you can see that because of the visible big choices that we all rejoice about today. And we say, well done, well done. And we say, thank you. And we say, keep going. You are bringing beautiful worship to King Jesus. You are inspiring us as our brother and our sister to live lives of faith, choosing to follow Jesus, choosing to make the godly decisions. We love being around you because that is what we get to be a part of and see. And there have been so many moments in, our, in my journey that's the same. I'm not going to tell you the story about cleaning the toilets, so I'm going to skip that bit. Anyway, <laughs> so, so basically, what, uh, so yeah, those stories of choosing to worship, choosing to follow God. The story was, Dave and I were talking briefly, we uh, decided to um, travel down to Nottingham. God called us down to Nottingham a few years ago, and uh, we were both teachers, and we decided to do a voluntary discipleship year at Trent Vineyard, and we sold our house, and we got part-time jobs and everything. And there was one day where Every week we did the cleaning in the church and Dave and I were on the gents' toilets and he was scrubbing away at the men's urinals and I was doing the rest. And I'm quite happy in toilets, that's fine. But David tells a story. He said, I was on my knees working for free, cleaning urinals in a church. He says, and I said to the Lord, 
I've got a PhD, I'm a qualified teacher, and I am doing this for free in a church. And the Lord, he felt the Lord say to him, uh-huh, do you have a problem with that? And it's like, no, Lord. So the, the, the secret work on our character in the secret place, that was the toilet thing. Mike and Joe will have those stories too, those smaller choices to clean the urinals or whatever it is in their case. Although I did unblock the toilet at Marley Hill last week, so uh, before the service, so these things always carry on. But come follow me. We have, all of us, have one overarching purpose in our life. One invitation that we are given that really does shape and define our whole story. And it's that question when Jesus says, come follow me. You read it 13 times in the Gospels, come follow me. And Mike has beckoned, Mike and Joe, and he said, come follow me, you two. Come to South Shields, come. He loves your map on your wall. He loves it. And the thing with Jesus, he doesn't mind a meander. That might be maybe what you've experienced a few vias on the way to a destination. Jesus isn't too interested about getting to the destination often, I think, as much as he is interested in the small choices, like cleaning the urinals with a humble heart, like moving cities to plant a church or moving towns to plant a site. Those choices, choosing to serve, choosing to be generous, choosing to place our careers on the altar, Choosing to prioritise being here to worship. Choosing to be here to encourage and support and pray for others. Choosing to be here however you're feeling. I'm choosing to be... We dropped Hannah off at university yesterday. And we got up at six this morning to run through and practice this and all the rest of it. It's a choice. Say, oh Lord, emotionally, oh this is hard, I'm going to do it because I'm going to choose to build with gold and silver and precious stone. Choosing not to fall for the fake of this world, but build with the real stuff of value. Jesus is most interested in the journey. And as you journey with Jesus, he gets to shape your heart, he shapes your character. And it's on the journey that we hear his voice often step by step, listening for each step ahead. It'd be terrifying if we knew the whole journey. He gives us it in bits we can cope with. We're transformed on the journey to become more like him. And, um, you know, the choices that we make as we journey with him become the choices that are aligned with his spirit. This is discipleship. It's awesome. He molds us. He shapes us. He inwardly transforms us. And the choice to stay on the journey with Jesus daily, hourly, choices to stick by Jesus, living the life the way, leaving our lives the way he calls us to, being renewed as he builds in us and through us. This is the gold. This is the good stuff.